Every once in a while, a product comes along that changes everything. And that product is Aura. Aura is an easy-to-use app that includes everything families need to protect their identities, money, passwords, devices, and more. It's really easy to set up and has everything you need. So you don't have to download seven separate apps to get things like parental controls, antivirus, ID theft, and transaction monitoring, and more. You get everything at one affordable price. What makes Aura different, you say? It's simple to set up. It protects against today's and tomorrow's threats. And with parental controls to let your kids explore the internet safely. Filter harmful sites, apps, and manage screen time easily. Online safety for today's digital safety. It's tech that grows with you and your family. Browse safely, surf smartly. Aura comes packed with all the tools you need to protect you and your family from the online threats you can't see. Our listeners will get a 14-day free trial of Aura for individuals, couples, or their family by going to Aura.com potential. That's Aura, spelled A-U-R-A, dot com slash potential. Once again, get your first 14-day free trial of Aura by going to Aura.com slash potential. Protect what's important. Proactive protection for your assets, identity, family, and tech across every device. And remember, know your potential. in movies, TV series, video games, books, and more. This is Potential Picks. Hello and welcome back to another edition of Potential Picks. I'm your host, Chris Dewar. I'm joined by my co-host and fellow hero of Hyrule, Taylor Sokol. Today we're reviewing the latest adventure action video game for the Nintendo Switch, The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. This is the long-awaited sequel to The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, Coming out here on the Nintendo Switch, uh, Nintendo Switch. Coming out here on the Nintendo Switch, uh, produced by Nintendo. And uh, for those fans of Zelda, this has been the long-awaited uh, game here. Again, taking us to the open-world version of Hyrule, uh, where Link once again has to team up with Zelda to save the day. Um, You know, Breath of the Wild was a very bold version of Zelda for Nintendo to do. Uh, Zelda games have always been pretty linear. There's been obviously kind of ways to kind of go about how you want to play the game, but usually you have to kind of, you know, follow the format of the Forest Temple, then the Water Temple, then the Fire Temple. You know, it's kind of been that version. Breath of the Wild was very much a, you play based on how you want to play. You know, there was a kind of brief little opening sequence of, you know, mm-hmm. as, as most games have, kind of the tutorial area, and then it was free range. You choose your own adventure and what you need to do to beat the game. Tears of the Kingdom falls a similar format. So um, we're bringing this review uh, you know, months after the release of the actual game. Um, it's taken us some time to both really get a good chunk of gameplay in, and you know, this is fighting, playing other games, uh, movie releases, life. Uh, but we're excited to finally get into the grit of Tears of the Kingdom. So, Taylor, you know, what's kind of a brief synopsis of the game? And, you know, as a newfound kind of fan of Breath of the Wild, you coming in to play late, um, 
What was your anticipation to get into Tears of the Kingdom and how so, is it uh, fair for you so far? Following the events of Breath of the Wild, you control Link once again, our title, well, not our title, but our main hero in the Zelda games as he searches for Princess Zelda yet again and fights to prevent the Demon King from destroying the world. So um, he's always, it's like, we just got you, now we lost you again. Um, so yeah, um, that's right, Chris. I had maybe dabbled in the Zelda games, but really my only probably main experience playing Zelda at all was probably through Smash Brothers. That was my only kind of introduction to really Link and character Zelda. So mm. I knew, you know, some of the moves <laughs> and whatnot, but you had said, hey, let's review Tears of the Kingdom. And I was like, what are you talking about? I never even played this. And yeah, yeah, game shamed me for a bit. Then I went and I, I whizzed through and played the main plot of Breath of the Wild. I really enjoyed it. I thought especially for what it was for the, the Switch, it was just incredible to have this amazing open world for this system. And I really did love the fact that you can kind of really do whatever, even there was never a straightforward way to beating certain things. Um, you know, I had seen a lot of walkthroughs, a lot of playthroughs, and I really liked the fact that you technically you could beat the game pretty quickly um, and not even do any side quests at all. But um, I did love in terms of open world gameplay, uh, this really gave you the freedom to do what you wanted. And there was just so many opportunities in the game to, uh, power up and explore and I just found the possibilities were endless so going to this one I was excited to say that oh this is going to be very similar but expand on it seeing the trailers and seeing not only we're continuing the open world but we're going vertical uh, I thought that was really unique um, I was a little <laughs> sad to see some of the runes we we're going to lose but we we're going to be equipped with all these new kind of power-ups to help us in our kind of quest Yeah, I was intrigued to see what what is going to stay from Breath of the Wild and what's going to be new. You know, obviously every new Zelda game has to have new tricks up its sleeve. So first off, let's talk about the map. Yeah, it did. Breath of the Wild had a huge ass map. I mean, it was so expansive and it was really like, for the most part, if you could see it, you could go to it. You know, there's obviously an edge at some point, but it's such a vast map with a lot of uh, hidden you know, secrets and places to find different treasures and weapons. And and again, this is such a different brand with, um, you know, kind of following other video games where your weapons don't last. Um, you know, after several hits, they break. And that goes for shields, bows and arrows. You know, it, you're, you're constantly collecting um, items and kind of using it the way you want. But what's cool about this with the map is they also then included the sky. So we have a whole thing up and above that's uh kind of reminded me of um uh legend of zelda skyward sword where you have this whole sky map but then we also have a subterrain level we have the depths so there's really three different planes to be playing in that add even more crazy stuff to explore and you're constantly having to kind of figure out which way to go you start in the sky at the beginning of the game but then you have you know so much on the ground level and then there's this whole subterrain level of the depths, which is a very dark, uh, creepy place where you constantly have to turn on lights and and exploring down there. But you do have these new power ups. I mean, we have you know fusion. You can fuse things to weapons. So if you know you see a rock, a boulder, a spiky ball, you can attach it to one of your weapons, which then enhances its power. 
a, a huge element of this game, which was very different and very new and, and still something I'm getting used to is the create creation element. There's all these different items you can use to create like cars and, and, and you know, carts and uh, boats and, and planes in a way. Um, and the, these items that have X amount of power source. And that's a very unique way to kind of give a different element to this game where, you know, Zelda's always had a huge puzzle base to a lot of its dungeons and temples and things. And this increases that. I mean, they bring back from Breath of the Wild, there are these shrines everywhere. And these shrines are a way to increase your stamina or your hearts. After, after four, you get, you know, a way to increase one of those two things. And a lot of these shrines are, are tricky puzzles where you're having to use this creation kind of element to build things to get across certain terrain, whether it be lava or it's literally flying kind of, you know, in the sky. On, it's kind of a plan. Uh, it's kind if of you can see, you crazy. It, if you can think it, you can create it. And so, I mean, <laughs> I found myself like, yeah, to get to a certain thing. I'm like, okay, I've got all these boards. I literally made a giant bridge and I'm just lifting it over there. I'm like, okay, that, yeah. like, it's the mechanics of it just astound me of how authentic it is compared to other games of other systems. You know, we've seen in with PlayStation and what like they've done with PS5 now, some of it's not even kind of coming close to what Tears of the Kingdom is doing. And I thought that was really, really impressive that let, let's take this and like, you know, to you can create your own little, like you said, your own little car that's going to, or glider or something. And um, I mean, you basically make a giant yeah. go-kart um, or uh, air balloon. So I thought, you know, using these mechanics of like with, with more fire, like what does that do? And, and um, I thought that was really unique and, you know, it was very hesitant, you know, taking away the really cool powers that we had before of like um, able to throw your bombs and whatnot. And now, uh, or make like ice sculptures. This one, I thought, okay, this is this is pretty cool, and I'm finding it is a new challenge, and it added still freshness uh, or a breath of fresh air from Breath of the Wild, if you will. <laughs> yeah, it adds like an imagination element that I wasn't expecting from this. You know, there's again so many ways to play the game. Um, whether you're more of a defensive player, a offensive player, uh, you like to create. You know, a huge element of this game too is cooking. There's items all over the map. Um, some that gave you, if you cook certain ways, uh, power-ups for you have elongated uh, stamina. This helps you in cold areas. This helps you in hot areas. This helps you gain hearts. You know, there's so much with that that to have this kind of creativity element, um, it just adds a new like kind of thing I've never expected in a Zelda game that it makes a lot of sense. There's also things where like you can... Um, Say you're underneath a landing or a bridge yeah. or something, but there's an ascend power where you literally go through, um, you know, the ceiling to get to a higher platform. And there's also a reverse time element with something. So that's also adding to the puzzle element. So I do think that they, they still have all the fighting stuff you expect from these games. And, and again, you kind of testing out different weapons and, and fusing weapons and fusing elements to weapons, but. The, they definitely increase the puzzle element with some of the new uh, tricks they have for the game. And so, you know, with the story being this is like set years after Breath of the Wild and you're coming back to see that the evil presence you thought you defeated, Ganon was defeated. It's not fully defeated. 
Um, and this, you know, leads to Ganondorf kind of uh, once again coming back to, you know, destroy the world and his kind of uh, doom gloom is setting up everywhere, which is a huge part of the depths story. There's just so much to to do. You know, you're saving the different people of the realm. You're on the lookout for Zelda. And, you know, at this point, very similar to Breath of the Wild, there's like, you know, there was four main divine beasts in Breath of the Wild. And this one, you know, you, the main plot kind of takes you to those four different temples you have to go to to get these tiers. At this point, I've only done one full temple and I'm working on my way up to... uh the second one in the fire area, but of what I've done so far, I mean, mm -hmm. I already yeah. feel like I've put a lot of time into this game and I've, I'm nowhere even near completing uh, the main story sure. or uh, exploring everything. These open world games, but that's, that's the fun challenge and replayability, re replayability of it, if you will. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cause there's also the thing they brought back with like finding the little Korok seeds and that, you know, that way mm -hmm. you can increase your inventory um, but yeah, there's just so much to do. Now, I will say, as you just said, Taylor, very much like Breath of the Wild, that can be overwhelming to the point where if you're really just looking for a linear Zelda story, these two games are not going to be the game for you because it takes a long time just to kind of get to yeah. a, the, the first story point. Um, really, the whole tutorial area in the sky at the beginning of the game <laughs> took a long time you're like, to get through. I'm still in the sky. <laughs> um, and again, you're very weak. <laughs> You're very weak, and you don't have a lot of power ups, and so it, it's it's a whole nother, you know, challenge just to get through that. So, I think if you really kind of take the time to get into the game, really seep your imagination into it, and once you kind of get a handle of how things are going, I think there's a lot of things to look forward to, and I'm looking forward to what else the game has in store. And I'm I won't be surprised if very much similar to Breath of the Wild. If eventually they add on an expansion pack, uh, which, you know, you could be playing up to hundreds yeah. of hours uh, into this game. Um, so as a Zelda fan, even though some things have been a little frustrating because it's just so much to do to kind of get to what the hell am I supposed to do here? What's the main story? Once you get on track, I think it really it kind of gives you all the feels of what you've expected from the franchise but it's adding layers of new stuff to keep it fresh, um, to not just give you the same old, same old. And the animation style has always been really cool with Breath of the Wild and this, and that, it, again, it has kind of this animated style that it feels mm -hmm, yeah. old school, but new school at the same time. It's it's very interesting. Uh, and the music's fantastic as always. And uh, it's just, you're getting your bang for your buck. I'll tell you that much. So for all that being said, even though I'm not extremely far into the game, but I've I've played a fair amount by now. I've really taken some time to get into it. I mean, it's a easy nine out of ten for me for Tears of the Kingdom, and uh, I'm looking forward to keep Same diving into Hyrule and see, see what happens. You know where we land at the end of this game, but uh, nine out of ten for me as a continuing fan and newest uh, fan of the series, uh, I give it a solid nine out of ten. Love this game and. I hope that all of you out there will enjoy this as well. So check it out. It's Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, exclusively on Nintendo Switch. And that was this edition of Potential Picks. Thanks for listening to The Potential Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Potential Podcast or on Twitter 
at thepotentialpod. Or you can email us. Send us your positive feedback and thoughts, suggestions, and more through our email, thepotentialpodcast at yahoo.com. I'm your host, Chris Dewar. And I'm your host, Taylor Sokol. Stay tuned for more episodes on pop culture, entertainment, and nerdum. And remember, know, know your, your potential. potential.